have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to SDC Present Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. And we have a very lectual show for you today, as always. We're going to be talking about oral sex and butt stuff. So to that end, I invited Melanie Crystal, the founder and CEO of Laurels, a sexual wellness brand that helps people across the world have more frequent and more pleasurable intimate experiences. I first met Melanie a few months back at the New York Sex Expo, and she totally rocked it on the panel for women in sex tech. So I had to have her here. During this episode, we're going to talk about a lot of taboo topics around oral sex, like protecting yourself from STIs and STDs during oral sex, period sex, because, you know, No one really talks about that enough and how we can normalize conversations when it comes to empowering other people to explore their lectuality, as I like to say, the truth about feminine hygiene and important safety tips during oral play. So later in today's show, I'm also going to be answering some questions from you, the audience, during my Letters to Lexi segment. So if you want me to give you some lectural advice with the bonus help of my special guest each week, write into me at Lexi at SDC.com and connect with me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. Now, before we start our chat with Melanie, I want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships. We can also access the world's largest lifestyle dating platform. Use my special promo code 7070 to get two months free at sdc.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. So get ready to fearlessly embrace your electuality with Melanie and I. Let me tell you a little bit more about my special guest today. Melanie Crystal is the founder and CEO of Laurels, as I mentioned before, and they've both been featured in the New York Times, Cosmo, Fast Company, Autostraddle, Playboy, and other publications worldwide. Before she founded Laurels, this genius, Melanie, worked as an attorney at the international law firm of O'Melveny and Myers LLP, where she represented consumer products, healthcare, and technology companies, as well as individuals. In the highlight of her legal career, and this is a big one, Melanie was part of the legal team that secured gay marriage rights for the Western United States. She's also fought for LGBTQ rights in California and Ohio as a field organizer with the National LGBT. TQ Task Force. Melanie is a frequent podcast guest on shows such as The Art of Manufacturing, Girl Boner, How Come, and Women Who Tech. And now, SDC presents Seek, Discover, Create with me. Welcome to my show, Melanie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Lexi. You honestly were amazing on that panel. I know you had an er- one earlier today. I'm sure you totally killed that also. And I know that your brand is really, really growing right now. And I'm really excited for all the possibilities that are coming with Laurels and with you. So I want to know a little bit more about your history because you left the law career to found Laurels. So this must really be something you are completely passionate about. Tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming the CEO of a hot new sexual wellness brand. 
Yeah, so it all started out um, back when I was in college. I was a peer sex educator, and I would talk about, you know, the dental dam product, and it was such a laughing stock. I mean, people would say, really, you expect me to wear something that's called a dental dam, and it's just a flappy sheet of rubber? Like, how unsexy is that? Yeah. And, you know, all of us, you know, uh, counselors would be like, it's good, you should use it, like, use it, but nobody was really embracing it. And um, over the course of my 20s and early 30s, I found myself using dental dams and, you know, appreciating them for what they were, but not loving the user experience. I didn't like that you had to hold it in place. And, you know, those are two out of four of the hands in the equation. And that's a bummer. And then, you know, I didn't like that they moved from the back to the front and that can cause UTIs. Um, For the giver, it can go up your nostrils and get inside of your mouth. And it's just not as pleasant as the experience could be. So I had all these ideas in my head. Meanwhile, I go and I become a lawyer and I'm doing all these lawyer things. And then I go on like a really nice romantic vacation um, and uh, we found ourselves needing a dental dam and there weren't any available. And so, you know, we ended up not engaging in oral sex and like, how sad is that? And, but even if there had been dental dams available, it really just felt like, you know, here we were in this beautiful hotel on the coast of Mexico. The dam just seemed insufficient for our needs at that time. And I thought to myself, why isn't there a beautiful version of this that's been designed with women's bodies in mind? You know, something that stays in place, something that makes us feel sexy and confident, something that doesn't feel like a scarlet letter. And, um, you know, I, I had the idea basically to turn the dental dam into a really beautiful panty. And so I kind of started thinking about that over and over again, like when I should have been writing legal briefs and instead I was thinking about oral sex. And (laughs) over time, I just decided to quit my job and like, go for it. Oh, wow. What a move to have gone from a legal career that you were successful at and you were really, you know, flourishing with that to make this decision, this jump into sex tech, which I'm going to assume you probably didn't know very much about what you were getting yourself into when you first started. No, definitely not. I mean, and part of that was what was exciting about it. Um, I loved the idea that I was creating something out of nothing. And I loved the idea of doing lots of research and learning about a lot of different things and becoming like a Jill of all trades. Uh, You know, all of that stuff felt really appealing to me. But yeah, it was totally scary to quit this stable, steady job and do this entirely different thing in a taboo space. (laughs) Oh, wow. And you obviously recognize that this is a product that can help so many people and really increase the intimacy and the pleasure in their relationships. Tell us more about what Laurels is all about, because I actually saw the panty when I was at uh, Sex Expo and I met you and I felt it and it's really revolutionary. So I want to know a little bit more about what it's used for and how it can help enhance the experience of oral sex. Totally. So, you know, like I mentioned, initially, when I conceived of the product, I thought of it as a dental dam replacement, as something that would protect against STDs and STIs. But then as I was talking with 
probably hundreds of people over the course of developing the product about their oral sex experiences, I found that so many people turn down oral when they're actually really interested in those sensations for a huge variety of reasons. Like STDs and STIs are one reason that people turn it down, but there's so many other things. So people will turn it down because their partner has facial hair that's scratchy and it (laughs) hurts against their body. Like I hear this all the time. Then people will turn it down while they're on their period because they don't like the mess. People will turn it down after they went to the gym or just did a sporting activity. People often turn down rimming because they're, you know, concerned about poop. Also, people will turn down oral sex because the skin-to-skin contact feels triggering. Maybe if they face trauma in the past for people who have gender dysphoria, there's a lot of reasons why people don't want skin-to-skin contact during oral sex, but they still want all of the good sensations of oral. So after I started working on this product, I realized that it could really solve all of those other problems too and help all of these people for such a huge variety of reasons have more oral sex. Um, And so, you know, the embodiment of laurels is now like these silky latex panties that maximize sensations and minimize worries during oral sex. They're worn when you want all of those sensations, but something extraneous like what I've mentioned is holding you back from really enjoying the experience. Um, You know, laurels look like regular lingerie that you would buy someplace like Victoria's Secret. We designed them to basically look like silk panties and then you can wear them during oral and they're so thin and so stretchy that you can feel all those sensations. They also are stretchy enough to take like a finger or a tongue for penetration, but then the material is non-porous. So it blocks whatever is holding you back from enjoying the experience. Um, And then we're also working on the original goal of the company, which is to make it an STD and STI protection device. We're not quite there yet, but that is something that is really important to us as well. By minimizing those worries, those preoccupations that we have sometimes when we're receiving oral sex or that our partners might have, those reservations, by doing all of that with a panty, you're really enhancing that experience. Because when we're in our own heads and we're like, I'm not sure, you know, why are we denying ourselves pleasure when we could otherwise be having it? Yeah, absolutely. I love how laurels, they come in this little packet, you know, in a pack of four, and you can slip this in your back pocket, you can slip it in your bag, it can be sitting in your nightstand. And the idea is those times when we think, oh, I really want those sensations, but not sure about right now. Um, Instead of hesitating, instead of saying, no, I, I, I don't want that right now, you instead can pull out the panty and be able to enjoy all of those wonderful feelings. I love that laurels allow people to be more spontaneous in their sex lives and allow them to have more oral sex than they otherwise would be having. And that really improves the quality of any sexual relationship. And also, I mean, if you are, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So leaving it open, that spontaneity. What I love about this is also that instead of using a dental dam, which for me, they're really thick. You don't really feel the sensations as much. And like you said, you take away the use of your hands because you have to hold it in place. And it's really small, so it doesn't cover a very large area. It definitely is beneficial to have just a panty that feels normal to wear because it doesn't feel normal to wear a dental dam or to use it on someone else. It really does not feel normal. And it takes a lot of the sexy out of the whole experience for 
everybody involved. So this really increases the quality of any kind of sexual experience that you're going to have like this. I love that about laurels. Totally. Thank you. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were plunging headfirst into this whole sex tech industry and you were making this decision, hey, I'm going to develop this product. I'm sure you did a lot of testing on your own. But what challenges did you have to overcome in order to do all of what you're doing right now? Yeah, so one of the biggest challenges that we had was finding a manufacturer. The challenge that I thought that I was going to have related to manufacturing was that it might be difficult to find like a manufacturer that was willing to produce, you know, small, relatively small quantities for us initially, you know, like in the thousands or maybe tens of thousands. A lot of like order quantities for condoms are in the millions, essentially. You know, I became aware of how condom factories worked, and I knew that the majority of condom factories, I knew that the majority of factories, you know, had these minim- MOQs of, of millions of units. I knew that the machinery that they had to make condoms wouldn't totally work for laurels. So my concern was about finding an entity that was willing to do something on a smaller scale. Um, turned out that that was not a problem in the end. Um, It was definitely possible to find that. But what I did encounter when I first tried to manufacture um, with U.S. manufacturers was that they were uncomfortable with the nature of the product. Uh, Big surprise. Big surprise. Crazy to me. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest shock for me was when I reached out to a company that had been, you know, making condoms for decades. um, And, I started out before explain, exchanging a non-disclosure agreement. Um, I told, I basically just told them the general specs of the product. I said it's going to be, you know, this many inches by this many inches. It's going to be this thick. You know, you're, it's going to be a dip molded product. And they responded and said, you know, that's exactly up our alley. We can work with you on the research and development. Those quantities work for us. And they're like, yeah. And then I said, you know, can I just send you an NDA and then I'll tell you exactly what the product is sent the NDA, told them that it was for cunnilingus, and they just disappeared. And I sent them several emails to check in and see what was going on. And finally, they responded and said, you know, I I spoke with this, um, I spoke about this uh, to our board, and they were uncomfortable with the nature of the product. And, you know, we're gonna have to turn turn down this project. And it was just kind of mind blowing for me because they were, you know, willing to make this product for vaginal intercourse, like, but they wouldn't make a product for, you know, like oral sex, you know, and kind of lingus and like, it just didn't, it was surprising to me and and disappointing. Um, But over time, uh, you know, I found a wonderful factory to work with and they've helped us to create a truly beautiful product. Uh, They've spent a lot of time and effort Uh, to work with us and create something that we're really proud of. So I'm actually really grateful that this happened with that company because I realized, okay, I need to, you know, spread my net wider and I need to look at a bunch of other potential factories because, you know, even if somebody initially tells me, yes, um, yes, we're willing to work with you, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to get a yes from the higher ups at the company. And that's been something else that I've encountered with getting loans from banks. You know, the initial representative that I talk with says, you know, 
oh, this, you know, totally seems up our alley. You know, it's women's health. It's a, you know, disposable product. It's, um, you know, a consumer product. Um, this will be fine. And then I hear from them two weeks later and they say, oops, somebody, you know, up high found out about this and is not comfortable with it. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that we encounter. But, you know, you just kind of learn, like, this is going to be part of your job, you know, that you're going to have to ask twice or three times or four times as many uh, entities to partner with you before you find one. And it's a bummer that that's the case, but you just kind of get used to it, you know? It sucks that you have to get used to it, but it sounds like you had quite a learning experience. And I feel like maybe there are lots of other women in sex tech who are trying to develop products also that are for female pleasure and to be used on the female body because we know that's still so taboo for some reason. Condoms for penises are no problem. Absolutely no problem. They're so widespread. So um, I'm really happy you were able to overcome those challenges because what you're doing right now is really groundbreaking. Thank you. Awesome. Well, let's hold that line of thinking. I want to get back into some more good stuff about what you're up to. And we're just going to take a really quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk more about better oral sex. So let me tell you about the world's largest adult sex ed platform, sdc.com, where you can find loads of information about sex, health, and relationships. You can watch videos, listen to podcasts, read articles from professionals all around the world like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Elizabeth Sheff, John and Jackie Melfi of Open Love 101, and many more SDC contributors. I'll just add my name to that list because I also have a whole bunch of stuff on SDC, so you can go check that out there too. Melanie and I were just talking about oral and some of the challenges that she endured while she was trying to develop this great product. And I'm really interested in knowing um, also because I know you have affiliations with the LGBTQ plus community. So how has Laurel's and how has how have you also as an individual helped work within the LGBTQ community with this product? Yeah, so, you know, I envisioned the product uh, when I was married to a woman. And so it started out as a product that, you know, like Dental Dams was often targeted toward the queer community. But to be honest, it always confused me why Dental Dams were considered to be this queer product, like a product for lesbians, because I'm bi and, you know, I've had oral sex with men and with women um, and with non-binary people as well. And so, like, it always was strange to me that dental dams were thought of as this lesbian thing because everyone receives oral sex or, you know, most people do. You know, it's not just something that happens within the lesbian community. So although I knew that I was, you know, recreating this product that had been iconic within the queer community, I also wanted it to appeal to everyone else too. You know, I wanted it to appeal, you know, if I'm being selfish here, to like all of my identities. And also in a non-selfish way, I wanted everyone to be able to experience more oral sex, not just queer women. So, you know, a lot of the people that I talked with initially about the product were within the LGBTQ community. Um, I eventually expanded that and I was talking with people from all form, like all different kinds of communities about the product about their oral sex experiences. Um, But uh, the queer community has always been really well represented within what we do. Um, I'm really excited to say that at South by Southwest early next year, Laurels is on a panel called 
product prototyping for the queer community. Ooh. And it's about, we're on the panel with some other really amazing queer owned businesses that are talking about working on products that were created with the queer community in mind. So that has always been really important to us. I've always been really careful to make sure that our advertising and that our marketing is very inclusive, not just of the queer community, but of communities of color. I've, uh, you know, I really want to be showing body diversity in our advertising as well. I think that we always have more room to go on that, but that has always been super important to me from the beginning. I remember when I was growing up and there weren't very many ads that featured lesbian couples. And once I started seeing those ads, I was like, wow, I feel so like seen right now. And it made me realize that there's so much power in advertising and marketing and sharing that kind of imagery. So it's just an inherently very important thing to me. And, you know, as the company grows and our budget increases, like I want to be doing so many more ad campaigns that cover a whole range of identities and make everyone feel included within our brand. Oh, awesome. I think that's so important. Representation in the media and representation in advertising and and marketing. I find that now companies are becoming more conscious about the need to not just be diverse. It's more. It's about making that part of the message. And you said you want laurels to appeal to everyone. And it is a product that anyone can use. To have that kind of a marketing campaign and to have that as part of your brand that you want to touch all of those different identities, I think that's very important. Yeah. You did a lot of research. You just, you mentioned a couple of times all the people you talked to about (laughs) their oral sex experiences. So when you were developing this product, how did you test it out? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, we probably did about 20 rounds of prototypes with the factory and I didn't test every single round of prototypes, but of course, you know, I would be testing them to make sure um, that the product was really enjoyable for users. So here are some of the things I was thinking about. I wanted to make sure, first we'll talk about the, the receiver. For the receiver, I wanted to make sure that they felt like basically full sensation, that they were able to feel everything that their partner's tongue or fingers were doing on their body. I wanted the product to look attractive on a wide variety of body types. So I, you know, I tested that on myself and then I uh, had a lot of fit models come in and test the product. Basically the current product fits sizes zero through 14 in US female sizes. So I tested throughout that range and then adjusted the design and the shape of the garment to like kind of optimize the way that it fit on a variety of body types so that everybody felt like it looked really great on them. Another thing that was important to me was that the actual material looked like silk. And, you know, I, I know that a lot of people really love the look of latex, but it's not my entire customer base. And fortunately, laurels are actually um, reversible. So the silky side um, is usually on the outside for our customers, but people can also turn them inside out and wear that like shiny latex side on the outside if you're looking for that. So I wanted that to be a possibility, but then also on the silky side, I wanted to make sure it was like a very attractive matte look. If you look at a condom really closely, you'll see that there's 
lots of streaks in it. And you'll see like different thicknesses of this, you know, natural yellow color. And I wanted to make sure that on the panty itself, there weren't any of those streaks, you know, that it didn't look like you were like, you know, you had the zebra thing on, you know, it, it needed to look like a real panty. So that was important too. Then for the performer of oral sex, um, I wanted to make sure that the product tasted yummy, um, that it was like not an overwhelming amount of, of scent. So we worked on figuring out like how much vanilla scent we were going to put in it. We wanted to make sure again that the product wasn't too thick because I didn't want the user's tongue or the performer's tongue to get too tired. And <laughs> That's very important. That's yeah. very, very important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I also wanted the performer to be able to navigate their, their partner's body. The way that we now suggest to do that is once somebody puts on laurels, um, if they give themselves a little wet wedgie by like pulling apart the lips of their vulva and uh, their, you know, butt cheeks, and then just kind of like letting laurels sit inside, that allows your partner to really have like maximum access to like all of the most sensitive spots. And not only does it give them access, but it also gives them a better visual so that they're able to see what they're doing when they're down there. So those are all the things that I was thinking about when I was testing. And yeah, it was a fun time. <laughs> it sounds like it was a fun time. I would have a blast testing out something that I developed. I mean, that has been a really special thing is to see how the product has helped my own partners um, and myself be able to have intimacy that we wouldn't have otherwise experienced. That's felt really special. I think that's great. That intimacy is so important. I mean, even if it's a one-off sexual experience, you want to feel connected to your partner, right? Um, And when you're in a relationship over a period of time, you know, you still want to have that intimacy. You still want to be, you know, like, like you said, there's so many different uses for laurels, right? And it brings you closer to be able to feel like you are closer to your partner physically. So if my tongue is hitting all the right spots and you feel almost no separation, almost no separation between my mouth and your body. That is a plus, definitely a huge plus. For sure. So you're helping relationships and people who are just roaming around enjoying their sexual experiences. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I love about this product is that it promotes people connecting with one another, you know, whether they're in a relationship or whether it's just for that night or whether it's playtime, no matter what, it's, you know, two or more people making an intimate connection with one another. And I think that that makes us feel happier as people. It actually makes us physically healthier. And I think that it contributes to a better society if people are, you know, getting it on and feeling fulfilled. And so I really um, feel lucky that I'm able to help people be able to do that in their daily lives. Oh, so am I. I'm all for more pleasure, better sex, better experiences, more intimacy. Those are definitely priorities in my life personally, but I I love to talk about that. We're talking about oral sex. Like a lot of this conversation has been related to, let's say, vulva pleasure, but there's also lots of butt stuff that you can do with these. And like you said, a lot of people are worried about poop or what's it going to smell like or taste like, but there's still the interest or the desire to perform the act or to receive it, right? So by using laurels, you are actually able to also do exactly that same thing. You can explore rimming, 
with that sensation that you're looking for and also be able to have, because it's a pretty thin membrane, you can also add a little bit of, you know, tongue in there, some a little bit of finger action in there. So, Or a lot of finger action. A or, lot of finger action. Yeah, they're stretchy and they're, um, they're secure. You can like seriously get it on. I love that. I think that rimming and just like butt stuff in general, I think we might have the Kardashians to thank. I think so. <laughs> I feel like I have... Seen like a lot of cultural commentary that you know talks about you know that family being like not necessarily sexually but focused but you know physically um you know yeah I hear you okay okay yeah, yeah. definitely have the assets I feel like I'm not a crazy person to think that like this like you know ten or so years ago when they became popularized was kind of when butt stuff started happening more we just started liking butts more as is like a body part. And actually, it kind of seemed culturally that there was a shift away from like breasts being the key body part to the butt being the key body part, which is just like, you know, a really interesting thing, you know, I think that might be happening in culture. But the cool thing about butts is that they're... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just funny. I'm giggling because you said the cool thing about butts. I mean, yeah. sure. Yeah, I know. Go it's for it. That's so great. sensation like around the anus. There are so many nerve endings there and it can feel just incredible to be touched even lightly in that area. But I think a lot of us really shy away from it because of poop, because of smells, because of all of those things. And it's been so exciting to hear from our customers who are reaching out and saying, you know, I've always been curious about rimming, but I never tried it. And now we do it all the time. Uh, and that feels so cool because, you know, I want people to be exploring different aspects of their, of their sexuality. Another cool thing about laurels that you can't really do in, in your daily life is if you're like performing oral sex on somebody, you can like switch between the anus and the vulva, just like go back and forth. And, you know, that's something that you can't really do without a barrier because of, you know, concern about, you know, transferring bacteria. And so it's pretty cool to be able to do that. It's a really unique and interesting sensation, feels really great. And then also, you know, there can be tongue action in one place and finger action somewhere else. So lots of fun stuff going on with our customers. So we're, we're going to go back and forth. Like, like you said, we could do with laurels. You can go back and forth between talking about the vulva and, and the anus. So let's talk a little bit more about the vulva. We're kind of taught as women by all these products that are out there um, to change the way we smell. Okay. And honestly, it's hilarious to me that people think that it's normal to smell like a flower or like a car freshener that you would hang in your car. It doesn't make sense, right? So how can we start to talk about or continue, I guess, talking about how we can normalize what the body should smell like and taste like? Taste is a big thing too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that... Um, one of the things that we always say as laurels is that we want everyone to be having more oral, oral sex, whether they're using laurels or not. And so we want a world where people feel comfortable with the way that they're having sex. You know, and I, I think that many of our, our customers have, yes, ha have been influenced by societal messages about the way that they're bodies should smell. 
I think for a lot of our customers, you know, they do have longtime concerns about um, their body sense and they either want that to be covered up every time they have oral sex or they want to be getting on a pathway to when they don't care about it anymore. And so for a lot of people, laurels have sort of been training wheels as a way to feel all of those sensations of oral sex and to become more and more comfortable with their partner's uh, you know, tongue being close to their body. And then over time, you know, they get to a point where it might not make sense to use the laurels anymore. And so I think it's important that we both encourage everybody to feel as good as possible about their bodies, but we also don't make feeling amazing about your body a a prerequisite to having sexual pleasure. For a lot of us, it's a lifetime journey to feel amazing about every part of our body. And I think that a lot of people, therefore, don't engage in a lot of sexual conduct that they could be and, you know, sex conduct that could be bringing them pleasure and fun and health and happiness. And I think it's just normal for us to have different, you know, tastes, smells, depending on, you know, the time of the month, what your diet is, are you on new medication, uh, what's going on with the hormones, like there's so, and stress. There are so many different things that can contribute to the way you taste and smell. So it's good to be able to have something that you can enjoy no matter what the scenario is to not deprive yourself of pleasure. And that includes during your period. Let's talk about why period sex is not, or period oral sex in this case, which is maybe even more taboo than talking about actual period sex. Why is that still something that is considered to be a no or a taboo? Yeah. Well, first of all, I totally agree with you that like often while we are menstruating, like our sex drive goes way, way, way up and it can often feel so good to engage in sexual activity and have orgasms uh, while we're on our periods. You know, I think that it, it really depends on the person, right? Like a lot of people love mess during sex. Like they want as much sweat as possible. They want as much body fluids as possible. And a lot of those folks are like totally fine with all of the fluids of, uh, of like period sex and period oral. But, you know, then there's people on the other end of the spectrum who aren't really very excited about fluids and mess. And maybe, you know, there's some people in the middle who are generally are okay with a lot of fluids, but don't want those fluids to be bright red or brown in color, you know, and it just feels not as comfortable for them as like, you know, clear liquid. And, you know, I, I just think that there are so many people on a big spectrum when it comes to period sex and period oral. And I would just encourage everybody to figure out what feels right for them. Like, do they want to be having physical pleasure during this time? And if they do, find a solution that fits for them. For period oral, laurels are a great solution. If you want to be having intercourse, condoms can be great. You know, you can use special blankets. There are are other like kind of pads that you can buy. I think that Thinks has like a sex, a, a period sex blanket, or they did at one point. So, you know, there's so many things out there that can solve the problem for you logistically if you want to be having pleasure during that time. But if you don't want to be having pleasure during that time, like that's totally 
your prerogative. You know? Absolutely. I just think it's good to have the option if we want to, right? Uh, because I mean, day to day, your mood can change. It's just good to have something for any occasion should the desire arise. I love where this conversation is going because obviously we're talking about pleasure, but we're going to take a really quick break. And right after this segment, we're going to talk about how we can move some of these taboos. And we're going to answer some of your letters to Lexi. So don't go away. But first, I just want to invite all of you sexy globe trotters to fulfill your wanderlust with STC Travel, where you can enjoy an adventure with other like-minded open couples. Check out our annual trip to Greece, where we'll be lavishing in the sun on the vibrant island of Crete. Indulge in the all-inclusive luxury event resort in the Mediterranean where you can eat, drink, bear your skin, swim, and play like Greek gods and goddesses. If you're seeking adventure and the erotic allure of hidden coves, naked beaches, and our SDC theme parties and playrooms, join us this May 2020 for our SDC takeover of Crete. Book your rooms now at sdc.com slash travel. Now, before we get to our Letters to Lexi segment, I have a couple more questions for Melanie. We've talked a lot so far about how Laurels and what you're doing as well with your work within the community is really helping to empower women to take charge of their sexuality. So how can sex tech as an industry in general continue or, I mean, I will say continue because there are still a lot of people who are now coming out with these great products that are female focused and really putting the focus on female pleasure for the first time in uh, millennia, <laughs> basically. So what can uh, be continued to be done uh, within sex tech and with what you're doing to continue to open up that conversation to a broader audience? Yeah, I think one thing that's really important is for all of us in this space to continue engaging with our customers and then with people who aren't our customers and to hear you know, so much feedback about our products and then to learn about what really happens day to day in people's sex lives. For us to continue to come up with ideas of how to make other people's sex lives feel more exciting, to have fewer like barriers to, not physical barriers, but those are okay. Um, but like, you know, barriers to like actually getting it on, making it as easy as possible. I think that we can be thinking about bigger variety of body types, a bigger variety of gender identities, and just really learning what gets a big variety of people off. And, you know, I think a lot of companies in this space are doing some amazing work to help a really diverse population learn more about their bodies and learn more about what turns them on. Uh, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen over the next 5, 10, 20 years. I think we're going to be a, a society that's much more comfortable with intimate pleasure. And I think that's going to be really exciting to watch. Oh, I'm excited too. I love new toys, new tech that comes out uh, that helps increase pleasure and intimacy. So I'm all for that. And uh, yeah, I hope that with uh, this podcast and the other stuff that I do, I can also help spread that message. So we're going to get into letters to Lexi. So we have a couple of juicy ones. During this segment, I'm going to give you the shameless, no bullshit answer that your friends might not have the titanium ovaries or balls of steel to tell you. No question is ever too taboo or queer or weird, so don't be shy. I love getting your messages, so keep sending them in. You can write to me at Lexi at SDC.com or connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Lexi Silver. 
That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. So I chose a couple of your messages and I thought Melanie could help me out with these. So the first one is from Anonymous. Hi, Lexi. I'm a heterosexual man. And when it comes to sex, I really don't like going down on women. I had a few bad experiences in the past and the smell and taste really bothered me. My girlfriend knew about that going in. And even though she does give me blowjobs, she has said that she was okay with me not giving her oral. Now, a few years into our relationship, she's asking me for it. I really don't want to, but I don't want to be a dick about it. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) So... How should I say this nicely? Melanie's like smiling right now because I said nicely. I'm like, hmm, what's a nice way to put this? So I'm a really big fan of reciprocation. So this is somebody that you're with that you probably care about because you've been together for some time. It's important to make sure that if she's making sure your needs are met, that you need to make sure her needs are met. Now, I'm not saying like if you feel completely uncomfortable or if there's trauma around that, that's maybe a separate thing. But if you're just not really like into the smell or the taste, have you ever smelled or tasted her? Like, I'm really wondering at this point, I know you've been together for a couple of years, but do you know how your partner tastes? I think that's a really important thing. Do you know how your partner smells like naturally? So maybe first figure that out. Maybe those previous experiences that you had weren't negative and that's okay. There have been negative experiences in my life as well that I've had in my sex life that I just don't repeat, but I don't let that prevent me from having pleasure and I don't let that prevent my partners from experiencing pleasure. So maybe give it a shot or just try it out during some manual stimulation or during foreplay. So if you are going to be having sex, maybe just, you know, get a little bit of that delicious juice on your fingers, taste it, see how you feel. Or if you're kissing your way down her body, you know, smell her, use your senses, see how that makes you feel before you engage in anything. Just get started with that. And then maybe you'll realize, holy shit, this is a great experience. I'm having so much fun and to hell with the stuff that happened to me previously. And if eventually you decide that you don't want to do it, that's something that you can communicate to her. You know, that's not something that you want to do or do yourself a favor and go get yourself some laurels because clearly this is something that could help you with exactly that. What do you, what do you think, Melody? Yeah. I mean, I actually hear this a lot from um, people who have sex with men and people who have sex with women that, you know, something about their, you know, either whether it's a smell or taste or the, you know, type of pubic hair grooming that they do, something about their partner's genitals is a little bit of a turnoff for them when they're face-to-face contact. And so I would give the same advice to somebody who is with a man um, as who is with a woman. The first thing to do is check out your current partner's genitals and see how you feel about them. Maybe there's been something about people in the past that have turned you off, but maybe this person is, you know, different or an exception. And and also really try to be loving and kind to your partner while that interaction is happening. Um, Remember that while you are up close and personal with your partner, things that you say and do can feel very personal. So be careful with those interactions. Another thing that I would suggest is to try, you know, giving a blowjob or giving oral to your partner in the shower. So, you know, you both have washed each other off and everybody is feeling like very clean and probably, you know, there isn't too much odor going on at that point. So try that out out as a way to start feeling comfortable with your partner's genitals. If the issue is a shaving thing, maybe you all can shave each other or, you know, you can talk about, hmm, maybe if you manscape a little bit, that might be like 
pretty exciting for me. You might get more blowjobs out of it or vice versa. And then after trying out the shower thing, if maybe that can be a long-term solution for you or maybe something like a condom or a barrier or laurels um, would be a solution for you to be able to engage in oral sex more with your partner um, without having to you know, without either of you having to worry about scent or taste being a barrier to enjoyment. We talk a bit on our website, mylaurels.com, about how to start a conversation with your partner about using laurels. Uh, So I would recommend checking that out as a way to like have that conversation in a giving and open-minded and loving way. And I think that, you know, maybe our product could be a solution for you. Awesome. Awesome answer. So we have one more question um, because that's all we have time for today. So this one is from Bill in Wyoming. Hey, Lexi, I hope this doesn't sound strange, but I really have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to oral sex. I've never been good at it. And honestly, I don't know where to start. I'm single. So I feel like being good at oral is important for me to ensure the satisfaction of my partners. How can I learn these kinds of skills? So let's start with this, Bill. Congratulations for caring about the pleasure of your partner. So I think that's awesome. That's a great start. Look, when we first start doing a new skill or a new act or activity, we don't necessarily know what we're doing going in to it. And also keep in mind that every woman is different, right? Every body that you are experimenting with is different. And even one person over a period of time might want something different, different sensations, different kinds of stimulation, pressure. You got to experiment, right? But the best thing that you can do is that is honestly the best advice that I can give you is that everybody's different. And ask, ask your partner, communicate with your partner. Do you like it like this? Do you want me to try this? You know, how does this feel? Make sure that your partner feels open and comfortable so that they can communicate to you whatever feels good or whatever is not really working for them in that moment. Keep in mind that's in that moment doesn't mean that it'll never work for them. So you're starting with a good place because you are looking to please your partner. And part of that is chill out. Don't worry. Explore. Take your time talk to them, try to read their body language a little bit too. You know, if they're uh, arching their hips up, that's a good thing. If they're moaning, okay. As some people are quieter than others, moaning is not always an indication that everything is exactly what they want, or they might be moaning because it feels good, but maybe they want something else. Just make sure that you are approachable so that they can tell you these things, whatever they're feeling in the moment. Honestly, that is really the best skill that you could have is to listen and to look and to feel and just to continue to be you, continue to want to please your partners. As far as specific skills and specific techniques, I have a couple on my website, like silver.com that you can check out at another point in time. But yeah, really just keep on experimenting. Keep having oral sex. That's my advice. What do you think, Melody? <laughs> I, I think that that is such great advice. Um, I think that the focus on communication is really important. You know, I wouldn't tell your partner, um, you know, I actually feel shy about this. I want to be better. And, you know, any advice or commentary that you can give me um, is going to make me better at this. So please, please do. And I think that sets up a situation where your partner feels really comfortable giving feedback. Because in a lot of situations, people who are having sex with each other want to be a little bit careful of the other person's ego. Like they don't want to say like, oh, if you're licking me that way, that's not totally working because they don't want to offend the other person. And not that that's 
the best way to be. I would, I would encourage everyone to always be like very open about what is and what is not feeling good for you. But to put your partner in a position where she feels really comfortable telling you, I actually, you know, rather than those tiny little licks, I want you to be putting more tongue into it, putting more muscle into it, letting her know that you're going to be okay with whatever feedback that she gives is going to make her more likely to give you the robust feedback that you need in order to become a great lover for her. Oh, yeah, I love that. And if you are giving your partner feedback about anything related to sexual performance, usually focusing on the positives, like what's going well is a good place to start instead of saying, oh, I don't like that. Okay, so what do you like, right? So, oh, I like it when you do X. Can you do more of that? That, there we go. That's a nice, easy way to kind of go into it, which also, I mean, it's a very sensitive topic, so we don't want to make anyone feel bad, but also be a, being able to receive those messages is super important. Well, I hope that we can help just a little bit for the both of you. That is going to wrap up our letters to Lexi. And if you want me to answer your question, like I've said before, email me, Lexi at SCC.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver, Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y, and see if I answer your question in my next episode. So um, that's how you can reach me. How can we reach you, Melanie? And how can we reach Laurels? How can we get some of these delicious goodies? Yes. So we are available at mylaurels.com. That's M-Y-L, the word oral, S. So M-Y-L-O-R-A-L-S.com. That is also our handle on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So my laurels everywhere. And then if you want to reach me, I'm at Mel Crystal, M-E-L-C-R-I-S-T-O-L on Twitter. Awesome. Well, I'm already following you in all the things. So I hope everybody else follows suit as well. And uh, yeah, that is it for this week's episode, my lectual friends. Thank you so much for listening today. And thank you so much, Melanie, for being here. I really had a good time. Thanks so much for having me. It was super fun. (laughs) Yes, it was. And don't forget that you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at stc.com. Use my promo code 7070 to get two months free at STC and try it out for yourself. And you can tune in Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America's Variety Channel for my next show. And you can always get my podcast episodes on demand whenever you want them on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play Music. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by STC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 